Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space. Uh, I am joined by my furry co-host Slade as per usual. I'll be joined by a couple other co-hosts in a few minutes, but we'll get to them in just a moment. Uh, you'll notice I'm wearing a little bit more of the Tiger of the Tiger Everyday We Train, the Tiger Train line. Um, this one's one of my, I like this one a lot, the Muay Thai one. There's quite a few more of them. I'll be cycling through them over the next couple of weeks. So you guys will get a really good look at the whole line, how it looks. And I think there's awesome, super comfortable shirts. Like I said, they were my whole wardrobe down in Miami, uh, excuse me, in Tampa rather, when we were doing the Florida show for, for Flex Fights. So uh, speaking of big weekends, we had Flex Fights a couple of weekends ago. Now, next big weekend that we just had was Challenge of Champions 51. It's our biannual Tiger Shulman's tournament. It's something that I think it's always one of my favorite days of the year. And there's so many things that I think are valuable about the tournament experience. It's something that I value very, very deeply. Um, and I'll, I'll go into why later. That's actually going to be our subject matter for today is why I think competition is such a good thing. Um, but to help me illustrate that point, I wanted to bring on a couple of little co-hosts today. So uh, firstly, my nephew Kai. Kai, come on up here. So, Hi. Oh. Uh, we're having a little issue with the virtual background, but I'm sure you guys can see him every now and again. There you go. All right. So 
Kai comp competed in his first Challenge of Champions on Sunday. Uh, it was an awesome day for him. We'll talk a little more about his experience for a second. And another person who had their first day at the Tiger Showman Tournament of Challenge Champions was Kai's little sister, my niece Riley. Riley, you can go ahead and come on in as well. All right, Riley, wait for Loda. Everybody say hi. Yeah, again, audio, you guys will hear these guys, but video may be a little tricky. But nonetheless, so I wanted to talk with you guys about the tournament a little bit. Riley, let's start with you. That was your first like really big event you went to with Tiger Showman. You went to Swing for the Stars, which was really cool. But what did you think about the Challenge of Champions uh, as a whole? Good. It was good. Okay, what was your favorite part of the Challenge of Champions? Mm, watching Kai. Watching Kai compete, that was your favorite part? Now, I know you got to watch a bunch of your other friends compete. Who else did you get to watch compete that day, Riley? Lily, um, we know not Scarlett. Well, Lily has been a guest on this podcast a couple of times, so uh, we're all familiar with little Lily. Who, who else? Um, what's Marshmallow's name? I mean, Marshmallow's sister. Uh, Ariana. <laughs> So you got to watch Ariana compete. She won first place in both kickboxing and jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah, she got two gold medals. Yeah, she was like your best friend for the day, huh? Mm. So who else did you get to see compete? Anybody else? No. Did you get to meet anybody cool that you remember? No. No, we were going to go over and talk to Tiger Shulman, but he was a little busy. Any, anything else you wanted to tell everybody about the tournament that you thought was really awesome, Riley? Okay, so Kai, let's start talking about about you. Now, Kai spent last summer with us here out in New York, um, and he arrived right after the Challenge Champions last June. And it was something that was still very fresh in the school. We were talking about it quite a lot, and he kept asking me about it. He's like, can I do the Challenge Champions? The next one that comes, can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? And it just so happened that for this particular visit, he was going to wind, wind up out here in time for the Challenge Champions. So, uh, with that in mind, uh, I asked him, I said, all right, Kai, you haven't really been training, but do you want to do the Challenge of Champions? And emphatically, he said, yes, really, really emphatically. He was like, yeah, without a doubt, definitely wanted to do it. He wanted to be part of the team and quick. So we got him registered for the tournament and, um, he arrived here about a week and change a couple of days, more than a week before the tournament. And it was like pretty much right into training camp. He started training every day. Every day we were doing something active in order to be ready for the tournament. Yeah, you see his face there. He didn't really have any too much in terms of rest days. Now he's been a little more relaxed, but he was training for a tournament, so he had to push himself a little bit. Um, so, Kai, let's talk about that training week for the leading up to the tournament. I know it was a tough week for you. you know, we, had to, we went from playing a lot of video games at Grandma's house to now here doing a lot of work. How, how, did, your, how did you feel physically doing all that work? Tired. Tired. I know we talked about your muscles being sore and stuff a bunch of times, and we did some cool things to help get your muscles not sore, like we used the foam roller, right? We did an Epsom salt bath. That was pretty good for you. Is there anything else that we did that was really good for your muscles that you remember? You drink that really bad tasting stuff. <laughs> uh, the the uh, element, the LMNT uh, hydration tool. He wasn't a big fan, LMNT, but that's okay. I think he's just not used to drinking much of anything that isn't garbage. At any rate, so, <laughs> so one of Kai's big struggles 
is he's a really tall guy for, for his age. He's a really, really tall guy for, for his weight. So he, his weight class was up to 85 pounds. And being up to 85 pounds, that means he had to be 85, right, on the nose in order to make weight. And he got here and he was like eight or 87 when he got here, pounds, which is not a lot overweight, but definitely something we had to do a little bit of work in order to get to. Hence why we had to be so active. Hence why we had to really think about those type of things. So were you worried about not making weight? Yes. Yeah, because the next weight class up, Kai would have competed with kids up to 100 pounds. And at, at this age, at that size, that's a pretty big difference. You know, you figure the difference between 85 pounds and 100 pounds, that's 15% of 100, right? It's a pretty, pretty big percentage difference. But nonetheless, uh, he did take as many classes as he possibly could in the period of time between uh, arriving and the tournament, trained really, really hard, and he made some really, really strong decisions. Uh, leading into the, the tournament. He was really diligent about his weight, um, just in, in general, weighed himself every morning. We really didn't need to remind him much at all. Um, he did an absolutely great job as far as being intelligent about what he was eating. Um, he knew that being really hydrated and drinking a lot of water was going to be a big thing for him. And he went about doing that really well, even though water is not his favorite thing to drink, but he did a really good job of that. Um, made his weight did an awesome job in regards to that. I'll touch on one of his super disciplined choices a little bit later uh, as we touch on why I think the tournament's such an important thing. But I, I did want to get a little more feedback from Kai before I let him go back to his stuff that he's doing today. So Kai, let's talk about your experience at the tournament itself. First off, you walked in, you've never been to the tournament itself. You see the whole venue, you see all this place, you see all these famous fighters and all the other Tiger Showman's instructors, many of whom you know and you know their names and stuff like that. What was the first thing that went through your mind as we walked into the building that day? There's a lot of black belts. <laughs> yeah. You were asking me, I remember after the tournament, how many black belts there are. And I don't have a count, honestly, but there are, there are a great many. What else did you take out of just walking around the event in general at the beginning of the day? That, like, I thought there would be, like, like maybe, like, a, like 150 people, but no, there was, like, 600 probably there were 1800 competitors over 1800 competitors and their family throughout the day yeah kind of crazy kind of crazy actually it wound up being a little less than 1800 people who were sick last minute or uh, canceled or stuff like that but just right around 1800 that's a tremendous amount of people and that doesn't factor in all the family that's there all the parents grandparents aunts uncles brothers sisters that come and watch the tournament because there's a ton right so who was the first person from our school that you ran into um, I'm pretty sure it was Marshmallow, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Marshmallow, I think his dad, Randy, were among the first people that we saw. Mm -hmm. So Marshmallow, his dad, Randy, and his sister, Ariana, were all competing that day, which I think was a spectacular thing. Um, so now, you made your weight. How did you feel when you made the weight? Very excited, because, like, when I woke up that morning, I weighed myself, and I was 86. And then, like, there, it was, like, an hour, 30-minute car ride, and we've driven that. And the thing that probably made my body really hungry is, like, when I woke up, I wasn't that hungry. But then when we got in the car, like, I was on my phone just, like, watching stuff. And then... Wait a second. Uh, you were on your phone watching stuff? Let me put on my surprise face. Oh, wait, no. Continue, please. <laughs> um, so... 
like I had a blanket over my head, so I took that off and I looked to my left and wait, my left is that way, right? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Just either way, you look to your left. I looked to my left and I saw my little sis, my little sister eating a bagel. And that was that was when you, you got it a little bit, right? It kind of hit. So you made the weight. How did you feel that moment when you made, when they wrote the name, the weight on your name, on your hand and you uh, had officially made it? Happy. Really happy, really proud of yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now let's talk about when you got to the ring. You got to the ring. You were with one of my friends, Sensei George. Um, he seated you in the, in the correct spot. Tell me about your experience once you got to the ring you were competing in. I sat down for a good, like, 10 minutes. Then we got into different chairs and then different chairs. And then I thought I won. So let's take a step back to take a step forward. When you first get to that ring, what are you feeling when you get to that ring? Afraid. Yeah, nervous, fear, which is okay. Right, that's kind of the whole reason that to do the tournament. So we can learn how to live fearlessly. So we can learn how to conquer that fear. What else was going through your mind as you were there? Um, I was looking at everyone else and I was like, like, for me, I feel like you can like tell what like belt they are by their faces for some reason. And like all of them, I felt like had way higher belts than me. So, and then I got more nervous. Hmm. So then I walked over cause I was coming over to watch you compete. And I said a couple of words to you about what the tournament was all about. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what I said? Um, nope. <laughs> really impactful then, I guess. <laughs> but what I said to you was that the tournament was not necessarily about beating the person in front of you. It's about beating those butterflies in your stomach. That the bravest people in the world aren't brave because they don't feel fear, but instead because they feel fear and they perform anyway. And, you know, we talked about that for, for a couple of minutes, and then you finally got your chance to compete. So talk to me about when you first stepped out on the mat, you and your opponent for your first match. Tell me what was going through your mind. That like, I hope I win at least one medal. Mm-hmm. At least. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you shake hands with your opponent, you, you do everything. The referee, Sensei George, says, go. What goes through your mind in that moment? Let's go. Okay, and that match went really well for you. You managed to take the kid down. He stayed on top quite a bit. When he did reverse it, you reversed him back. Um, you scored a whole bunch of points. It was really, really good stuff. Um, How did you feel when you won that match? Very happy. Is that like one of the best feelings of your whole life? Probably. Yeah. Then you had another match after that, and you were in the match the whole time. I think you were pretty competitive. Um, losing the match by a couple of points. How did you feel after that match? Mm, I felt fine. Yeah, that was one thing that made me most proud that day. Is you, when you lost that match, you weren't down on yourself. You weren't really upset or anything like that. Um, you, you, you're like, okay, all right, good. It's done now. We can go kickbox. So then we went over to kickboxing. And when we went to the ring, you were kickboxing, and there's a little break in between. I went back to my ring and did some of the stuff I had to do. But um, you were with Sensei Jones of our Abington location. And um, I, it's funny, you know, I, I don't often do this, but when I got your ring assignment, I looked and I saw, okay, who are the senseis in charge of 
the rings. And uh, once I knew the senseis that were in charge, not that I don't love and trust all my, my brothers in arms, so to speak, but I, I like the, these two guys very a lot interpersonally. I think I would consider them, not that I wouldn't consider other sensei my brother, but I consider these guys friends. And, uh, you know, I, I love talking to both of them and that kind of stuff. And I knew you were in good hands with both of them. So tell me your impression when you went over to the ring where you were going to kickbox. What was going through your mind then? The mats are different colors. <laughs> Excellent observation. Okay. So Sensei Jones brings your division out on the mat, starts talking to you. What's going through your mind? That these... Mm, not much. Okay. So you get called out on the mat for your first, uh, uh, for your first match of kickboxing. Um, didn't go your way. Tell me what was going through your mind when you were brought on the mat for the kickboxing match. I just thought, I hope I win this one. Mm -hmm. And he did a lot of really good things. He had to carry with a lot of clean punches and kicks. He just hit with a few more, I think. We can go back and watch that video later if you'd like. But what was your thought when you when uh, the match was over? That, so like, in the, before the grappling match, I met my friend Marshmallow, and so, like he was the ring like right next to me so like and so he also lost on the first one so um i was just thinking in my head now i can play with my friends okay and play with your friends you did you were all over the venue all day mm -hmm. so after you competed tell me who you got to watch compete um i got to see marshmallow's dad and his sister right yeah mm -hmm. and you also got to watch lily Mm -hmm. Who else did you get to watch compete? Um, a bunch of black belts because me and Marshmallow really like to watch MMA for some reason. Mm -hmm. So you went over to the advanced rings and saw some of the advanced divisions? Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Okay. Any other thoughts or, or anything from the, what you saw in the venue that day? Not really. Okay. So what was your overall exp uh, experience of the tournament? Give me an overall thought about the tournament. On a scale of 1 to 10? I don't think you can scale the 1 to 10. You can give me just your final thoughts, your kind of closing thoughts about the tournament. That this was really cool, and I loved it. Okay. So, so all your friends are talking about going back in December, and you seem pretty pretty on board for that idea as well. Yes. Yeah. And so you're going back, you're going back every time now, aren't you? <laughs> okay, good. So is there anything else you wanted to tell everybody about the tournament before I let you go? Not really. All right, my man. Go ahead, you can go, you can go hang out upstairs. I'll see you in a, little, in a few. Okay. All right. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> but nonetheless, let's talk about the tournament, about Kai's journey to it a little bit more and why I think the tournament, the Challenge Champions, uh, why I think competing in general is such a good thing for kids. So I want to take a step back, take a step forward. I mentioned earlier that I was going to talk about one of the strongest decisions that Kai, Kai made. Now he knew on Saturday he was a little, he was a little bit over, he was a pound or two over. So we were trying to make sure that he was going to drop those that last pound overnight and so forth. So uh, we went out to uh, to meet some friends who were out camping and they were cooking things over the campfire. And uh, one of the things that came around for dessert time was s'mores, and he loves s'mores. What kid doesn't love s'mores, right? So we didn't tell him he couldn't have them. 
you know, uh, he of his own volition said, you know what? I really want to make s'mores with everybody, but I shouldn't have them today. I'll make them today and I'll have them tomorrow. So he made up his s'mores, wrapped them up in aluminum foil, fresh marshmallow and everything. And he made this, he made the strong choice to not eat his s'mores that night while all his friends are eating s'mores all around him, which I, again, what a strong choice for a 10 year old, right? What, what a level of self-discipline to have that. And then even knowing that in the car, like he was close on weight, I actually had told Mrs. Sente don't weigh him on Sunday morning, but he apparently didn't hear that. Um, and choosing like in the car to be bundled up a little bit and try to just sweat a little bit <laughs> to get that last like half pound off. And he did, and he did a wonderful job. You know, he wasn't necessarily cutting weight, but he was just ensuring that he was going to make it. Um, but overall, I think it was just such a wonderful, wonderful experience for him because I know Kai as a kid. I know him better than I, uh, not that I don't know a lot of my, all of my students really well, but of course I have a different relationship with Kai. I know him better than I know any of my students, obviously. And I knew he was getting nervous, especially about the weight. And then once he was, once we were getting closer to the tournament and it was like the last couple of days, he really started to ask me a lot of questions about the tournament. How does this work? How does that work? So on and so forth. And I sent him a link to a video that I had made for my school to, for him to watch so he could get some of the answers to his questions. In typical 10 year old fashion, he watched a lot of TikTok and a lot of videos there, but never the video I sent him. Um, but nonetheless, I answered his questions to the best of, his, uh, of my ability and we got there and I could tell he was a little nervous. And then once he made the weight, he was a lot less nervous. And then it got to be time to compete and he was seated in his ring and then the nervous was back. And, um, I went over and I said a couple words to him and it was funny. I could, I could tell the moment that he kind of conquered the butterflies in his stomach. He walked over to his opponent and they like kind of lock up in the middle of grappling. And he kind of like pushes the kid off and he realizes, oh wait, this is just like class. And then when he starts to like skip around on his toes a little bit, I'm like, oh, Kai's here. Okay, cool. And he did a really, really good job, especially when you consider he essentially had a one week training camp for the, uh, for the tournament. But it was important to me that he did it. Not that he was going out there and win. I don't care if any of my students really win and lose. I mean, I, I care more about how they win and lose, right? If a kid goes down there and goes out there and it's obvious the butterflies in their stomach got to them, okay, we got some work to do. But if they lost because the other kid was better, that's fine. Right? If they lost because they got disqualified because they did something dumb, okay, that's that's another different animal. But it's why I believe that the tournament in general is such an important experience. And it's why I encourage so many of my students to do it. Because we don't often know what we will do under the lights, so to speak, until we are put under the lights. So Kai voluntarily put himself under the lights. And I think that was a wonderful thing. And seeing that he was able to conquer that fear. I had a great conversation yesterday with him and two other boys who went to the tournament. And I had the occasion to see one of them compete because he happened to be in Kai's division. And he competed right after Kai, after Kai's first match. And it was a great match. He literally, he, uh, he lost to the kid, yeah, but he really lost to the clock. Like he, he got a, a position that would have been enough points to win him the match if he'd had like five more seconds, if he'd had enough time to establish the position. But nonetheless, it was ran out of, ran out of time, is what it is. And this is a kid who I knew the pressure was getting to. I was seeing his performance in class. I was hearing it from his parents a little bit. And I asked him yesterday, are you going back in December? He goes, yeah, 100% and June. And like he's another kid who's doing it every time now because he understood the value of facing the fear. Now he knows what those butterflies feel like and he knows how to rise above them. Now 
you should watch these three kids who went to the tournament training in class, Kai and the two other boys yesterday. They found this whole new level of intensity that they were training at. And it was so impressive. I actually made the whole class stop and watch the way they were training because you can see the way it kind of got them up to the next gear. And that's such a valuable thing. Facing fear, having a long-term goal. All right, we talked about the fear aspect, but that goal aspect, the fact that you know that you're training for something, it changes how you train. What 10-year-old that you know is going to voluntarily pass up not only dessert, but s'mores to have them the next day? Many kids don't do that. But to have a long-term goal, like, you know, Kai at home, he's not the most active kid in the world. You know, he'll play a lot of video games and sit around staring at TikTok a lot if he's left to his own devices. And when we told him to sign up for the tournament, I'm like, listen, bud, you got to make sure you're running around the backyard. You're doing your push-ups and your squats every single day. And his little sister reported to me because she's a tattletale a little, <laughs> you know, he was doing his squats and his push-ups before he would get in the shower every single day. So he was taking it seriously. So he was working towards a long-term goal. So facing fear, having a long-term goal, and then even more so, seeing what you'll do in that panic situation, in that under-the-light situation, because self-defense is very, very similar to that with an added element. Right? Self-defense is bad enough. Right, someone attacks you, you got to defend yourself, it's a nerve-wracking situation. Of course, 100%. Add to that, you know on your calendar, on this day, at this time, you're going to go fight somebody. Now the nerves go to a, to a whole new level, which is another reason that I think it really makes those under-the-lights moments shine. It's why kids who are very confident in class, sometimes they get out there, tears start flowing. It's not that the kid's terrified or they're getting hurt or anything like that. It's the, the, the emotion of the moment that overtakes them, but that's okay. It's a safe spot to do it, where they're not really gonna get injured, where there's people there to keep them safe. And now that kid knows, okay, I got a little work to do on my self-confidence. I gotta get myself feeling a little stronger, make sure I feel a little more prepared next time. That's okay, because there'll always will be a next one. It's why I encourage so many of my students to do the tournament, if I think they're ready for it. It's why I think it's, it's an experience so many kids should have, because win, lose, or draw, um, the kids are gonna grow from that experience. The adults are gonna grow from that experience. And that's powerful. Knowing that you're better from doing something, finding that next gear is huge. I, I already spoke to, to Marshmallow's dad they were talking about before, Randy is his name. And Randy, I was already like, he goes, I didn't realize the nerves would hit me like they did, but they did. He goes, I felt so tired. I know what kind of shape I'm in. So it's like, it was humbling. It was humbling to see what fear could do to me. And I could feel, I feel they're all motivated to go and do it again, to have a family of competitors go back again, which is, again, a wonderful thing. Because now, that's, if you saw what his, what his wife was putting on social media from all, from all the family competing, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And then you see the community that is each one of our schools growing, right? I was very happy because my niece and nephew were with the community of my school all day long. And I saw that from so many other schools the same way. And then what's nice is those little communities connect and the network and the family and the friends grow. It's such a beautiful thing to see what a family really are part of. It's why I think Challenge Champions is such a valuable experience. It's why I encourage people to go and compete. And even if you're not someone who's going to go and compete, you know, maybe you're later in life or you're injured or whatever, um, maybe you're still really timid, go and watch. Help out in the ring. Do something. Be a part of it that day and really understand just how momentum, momentous, I should say, this experience is. It's one of the best things that I think people can do, and I recommend it to everyone.
you didn't get the chance to go this time, don't worry. We're holding another tournament just for you in six months. I hope you guys are all there. So that's all I have for you guys today. As always, you guys can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at tsmma underscore Smithtown. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. You can find out more about the Challenge of Champions at challengeofchampions.com. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. You can find everywhere I am on the internet at my link tree, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli, S-E-N-S-E-I-L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I. So not only are you going to find Tiger Shulman stuff there, my social media there, you're going to find uh, you're going to find flex fight stuff there because we've got another event coming up in less than just over two weeks. Uh, on top of that, you can find all the information on our sponsors there as well. So with that being said, guys, make sure that you guys leave your rate and review. It just helps. Make sure that you guys subscribe, get your new podcast every Wednesday. And most importantly, make sure that you po- share the podcast. I love seeing the download numbers and view numbers grow. I really appreciate it. With that in mind, my friends, until next time, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the map.